All right, guys. Well, here we are with the podcast, and this is, I think it's technically week four of the way, correct? Yes. Because we had intro, then we had... Worship. Worship. Oh, yeah, that was me. Then we had <laughs> silence and solitude. And now and this now week, prayer. we've got Josh Smith leading us in prayer. So, Josh, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks. Good to be back, fellas. Right yeah, on, good right to have on. You. So, Josh, maybe just um, as we kick into it... We like to kind of do a 30,000 foot view, just sort of an overview for those who maybe missed the teaching, or even just to have a refresher, like for those who did hear it and they can hear aspects of it again. Yeah, so this week obviously looked at prayer, and it was kind of interesting because the last time I spoke, it was also on prayer. So I had the chance to kind of recap and build on that a little bit, which was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and so we looked at specifically one prayer, uh, and that would have been from Psalm 139 at the bottom of it there, 23 and 24. And kind of worked through and said, if we're going to take this seriously and use this as a model on how we're going to pray, what can we be thinking about and how do we work through that? Uh, whereas on Father's Day, we talked about hearing the Father's voice as more of like a 3,000-foot view. And here's kind of more that, let's zoom in on, okay, here's a prayer you can do to hear the Father's voice. Which, as I grow in my prayer life, is the best part, right? Is, is hearing Him, not actually talking. So this is just some tips on a way we can set ourselves up to do that. So it starts with, search me. Search me, God, and know my heart. And it's that coming to God and just saying, I, I want you to look. Like, I want you to look at what's going on in me, and I want you to show me what's going on in me. And it kind of opens up with where you're going from there. Test me and know my anxious, everlasting thoughts. Like, And it's not just like your anxious thoughts, like nervous about standing in line, but like those deep fears. Like, God, what are those fears inside of me that are influencing my life? Like, what am I really afraid of? And see if there's any offensive way in me. So is there sin in my life that I'm not recognizing right now? God, like, speak that in me. Let me see what I'm doing wrong. Because uh, we can become like a dull knife, right? Like, that's an illustration we see other places that mm. if you, you just start to, you start doing these, you don't even notice what you're doing in your sin life sometimes. And then all that, so you come through, like, God, show me my heart. God, show me what I'm afraid of. God, show me my sin. You get to this like, kind of, like, daunting place of self-awareness that God shows you what he's working on in you. Uh and then this is like the exciting part is like the lead me. This is the end of the, it says, lead me Lord in the way and in the way everlasting. It's that last idea that like all of this is good, but it's mostly good because the Holy Spirit's going to lead you into something. The Holy Spirit's going to work out some stuff in you, kind of like massage out those weak spots that he helps identify. Um, and so, yeah, we just worked through that and kind of said, here's how you pray these couple verses. And here's the way that it can kind of shape you and use that to, enhance your prayer life yeah yeah so really it was almost like a like here's a template type thing mm. to like how to come towards prayer in a practical way yeah yeah because like and we talked i talked about it a little bit but sometimes when you come to prayer like there's some mistakes that i think we generally have like maybe our prayers aren't specific enough like they're super general so it's hard to see where god works in those sometimes or sometimes they're so small that you don't necessarily recognize that god did it when it does happen mm. um but and there's like other ways too. Like we talk about jokingly, like sometimes you can get distracted when you're praying, which I think is like for me. We talk about bored, distracted, and being still, being some like the the harder things to do. But like when I, for me, I get bored sometimes when I'm praying. Like that's the one. If I'm not like if I don't have a format to follow, like if I sit there for ten, fifteen minutes and just like just say and stop on that like speak, Lord, and kind of just sit there, um, my mind can wander off of listening <laughs> you'll see a, you'll see a squirrel go by yeah 
<laughs> like it's that it's those train thoughts that really get you right like when you like you pray for one thing and it's like lord like I, it was lauren's birthday this last week so it's like lord like i'm praying for lauren and i pray that she can have a great year she starts this off and i'm like oh this year it's 2020 <laughs> and then you just start rolling down a whole chain and sometimes that leads what to what a productive funny year prayer. it's been yeah, yeah right and there is times though when that like a chain of prayers can lead you into somewhere really good, which is kind of what this verse does. It leads you to like these chain of prayers to identify something, mm. um, which is positive. But without that format, I find myself lost sometimes. So yeah, so I just wanted to give some handles that have been helpful for me. Yeah. yeah. So Josh, uh, let me ask. Let me get your take on this. Who's the writer? Uh, presumably David. That's what presumably most people say. David. Yeah. <laughs> Does it say that in brackets? Yeah. In the, in the, <laughs> yeah. In the uh, superscription. Yeah. Um, what, what about that prayer in the mouth of David? Mm. Yeah, so at this point, like, it's people who spend their time and they're like academics, like reading into what the Bible's saying um, and what it means. They would point to this as being a time when David was under persecution from people saying, well, your faith isn't real. And like, you don't really have it and like questioning him and his relationship with God. Mm. And so then he comes to God and says like, oh, is this real? Like, search me, like know my heart. And if actually, if you look through the whole chat, like the whole chapter, it's actually pretty, a lot of like well-known things you might see on coffee mugs or t-shirts or Instagram or something. There's some really like power verses in there. And he's just coming through and saying, God, I, I want, is this real? Like know me, which is encouraging in some ways too because how often is our faith not rock solid right and like when you like there's times when like you're not like you you deep down know but like you start to question things or like you don't act the way you wish you would have act acted in that moment and then to come back to this and just be reassured that like that's okay <laughs> do you know what i mean like and i think the psalms in general i think that's more like when you start to realize they're not just like poems written for poem's sake but like a guy sorting stuff out like it's like actually like a really reassuring mm. book of the Bible as you start to place yourselves in those moments, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, what in David's life then would be uh, beyond this struggle, which is real enough? What else do we know about David that would make a, a prayer like that a particularly powerful one? Well, I feel like like the the most well known thing about David is like a man after God's own heart, right? That's like the that's yep. the byline for David, which would be a sweet byline on your life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that'd like that'd be a really good end of the day. Yeah, for uh, some of us, it's gonna be what a clown. Yeah, exactly. Which at points, I'm sure some people had that for David, to be honest, oh, yeah. in the streets and whatever he's doing. Um, so yeah, and I think for me that like it does remind you that that's like where this prayer will lead him right we'll lead him back into his faith but it's interesting david and i think are you you're looking at david shortly here in the next couple of weeks too aren't you for one of the, the upcoming messages well i'm i'm going to reference david let's just say that yeah i feel like david as you look at the spiritual disciplines like he it's an interesting connection because he's one of the characters i think we explore the most mm. and like as far as like his ups and his downs outside of Jesus, right? Like Jesus yeah. has four books dedicated to him. David has a lot of like pages dedicated to him. Like, yep. And so it is like a very deep character study and we have to learn more about his ups and his downs, um, which makes him really approachable, 
as a character, I think. Yeah, I would just recommend while we're right there, Eugene Peterson has a book called Leap Over a Wall, hmm. which is uh, episodes from the life of David tied to Psalms where there is a clear tie. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So the, the, Eugene Peterson is very insightful anyway, but then when you tie that back to a specific psalm, like, for example, his following his time with Bathsheba, Nathan comes to him, and then out of that comes Psalm 51, which is, which is David's great confession um, and pleading with God. Well, you see, that's the kind of connection Peterson makes, but he mm -hmm. makes it about a whole bunch of things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just recommend that to people as a... Yeah. As a Very devotional cool. thing, you could do you could do a chapter a day, for example, or even a chapter a week if if you're taking it a little slower. Mm. But it takes you back to a psalm every time. That yeah, is cool. Which I which when I first did it, and I probably first did it almost twenty years ago, it was uh really helpful. Anyway, I'm just no, making that That's as cool. A, yeah, good recommendation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Did it make it to your summer reading list? Did it, it didn't, <laughs> uh, because because it's not specifically tied to the way and right. to spiritual disciplines. So I yeah. tried to hang around mostly there. Yeah, for the reading list. What cool. was sacred sacred rhythms? Was this last week? Was the recommendation? Is that right? Yes, with Haley Burton. Haley Burton. That's a great book. It is. Yeah. If if there's someone who's like, oh, there's like, I don't know if I can read a book a week, but I can do one a month. Like that'd be my personal pick. Uh, I think that book is just awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're meant for people to take a whole, even a whole summer. Mm. Like there's some of these. Yeah. Uh, when I read Ruth Haley Barton, if you saw my versions of, of Sacred Rhythms or Invitation to Silence and Solitude, they're both all marked up with notes in the margins and all kinds yeah. of stuff from one, two, or three times through. Oh, yeah. Same thing with John Mark Comer. Yeah. The two book, books we're recommending by him. Um, yeah. I find with some of these books, um, so I'm becoming an avid reader. I'm on my way there. Uh, and I get this point. My goal this year was to read 30 books this year. So I'm at 18 now. So I nice. should be fine to hit the goal. Um, but there's some books like when you pick up like that new Hunger Games book, you just want to sit down and read it in a week. Like You just pump out the 300... 400 page I don't know, however many it is you just you're do reading it. Hunger Games yeah th there's a new prequel that I just it came out oh, and I bought it it's, oh. it's really good it's is fire it good? Yeah, yeah I got what's it called uh, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes and it's a prequel that kind of shows you Snow it's the President Snow while he's in like, like grade 12 or, oh, okay, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. grade 12 him as he graduates she's no, it's ahead, really go good. Ahead, I was just gonna say, do you know if the author? We're going on a deep, a deep rabbit <laughs> hole right here. Yeah. Do you know if the author is going to continue it as a three piece? I I don't think I don't see how it would after reading the one off. Uh, yeah. Oh, you've already finished it. Yeah. No, I, I I picked it up at Costco and I bought. I read it in like five days, and Pat, Laura, and I both read it in a, within the week and passed it on to someone else. But with Ruth Haley Barton, like I don't want to read it like that. Like, no, you can't. You know, I want to like sit in it. Like it's a different style mm. of reading. That kind well, of well, especially since like your message this past week, where if someone says, "You know what? I'm going to pray through 139, 23, and 24." Yeah, let me know how the next month goes for you. Right. Because every day you come back and say, "Search me, O God." 
Mm, There's yeah. going to be something else to hear. Yeah. Um, but with Ruth Haley Barton, the thing is she has um, exercises or practices mm -hmm. at the end of every chapter. Yeah. Right. So if you just worked your way through those, it would take you some time just to go through each of those. So by the time you're through a full chapter, including the practices and the, you know, it yeah. could be two weeks, three weeks for a chapter. When I was teaching like the capstone course at Kingswood, she has a book called Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership. Yeah. And that was like, I required two books and that was one of them. Like that book was just, like she just has like this wisdom. So yes, I'm a does. huge fan of, of her writing. And we did that as a staff way back. Yeah, that makes sense. Strengthening it's good. the Soul of Your Leadership. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Big fan of her writing. I found like, you mentioned this like repeating thing. Like for me, I was I like I prayed this prayer day after day for almost two weeks leading up to recording, and it's true. Like you don't, it takes a little while till you can like, get into the habit of really receiving and hearing well too. But like if I feel like if I just did it once, I wouldn't have got what I got, and I was able to share kind of what I got out of it. Yep, sure. But that took like doing it day after day after day just like constantly coming back to get clarity. And I think like sometimes it's not that God's giving us like a bad message and that we, that he's like not saying it clearly though. Sometimes it's a little veiled on purpose, but I feel it's almost like we're dirty coffee filters. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the clean water comes in and not clean water always comes out. So it's hard to hear everything yeah, he has and for I, us. And I think not only that, Josh, sometimes we're like children. I know our daughter, um, she has two little girls and at times She'll say to one of them, I won't use the name, look at me, look at me. Because until she's looking her straight in the face, she's not really listening. So she's in the room, you can say it four times, but she'll say, no, look at me, look at me. And until she does, she's not really getting it. And I think we're sometimes the same with God. We can pray, but, but <laughs> I almost hear him say, no, no, I, I, I. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah. And it might be the third or fourth day mm. where we're ready to, to really hear. listen. Yeah. And like I talked in Silence and Solitude about that visit to PEI where for four days I did all of the things. I, I never had a conversation. Mm. I was alone in a cottage on the seashore. I walked on the beach, I made my meals, I cleaned up after, I read, I drank coffee, I watched the water. There were no great distractions. Hmm. But it wasn't until the fifth, mor fifth morning that God said, okay, now you're looking at, look at me in the face. Hmm. Here's what I have for you. And so I think that's the dynamic you're talking about is that mm. some, sometimes we're just, sometimes we're like coffee filters and sometimes mm. we're not listening well, right? We're not listening well. Yeah. And it just takes a while. Yeah. If there's anything I'm like really picking up throughout this whole summer series as a, as a whole, and I'm, I've been picking up from because Josh, you've said this this expression a lot you got to get your reps in yeah i'm and, hooked on that idea right now, yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't get over this uh, anyway. but it's so true though and, and and i think sometimes uh when we come to this subject of the practices of the christian faith the spiritual disciplines i mean we can't say it enough it's these aren't just going to be like 
one-off quick things do it once and then you're set or do it once and then the clouds will open up and morgan freeman will show up and, <laughs> but you know what i mean like yeah. you gotta get your, your those reps mm. in, right and yeah. then uh i don't know i think that's when things start to really get interesting they do and yeah. and you know i'm driven back in my mind to um the line that uh, well john mark comer got it from ortberg who got it from dallas willard oh, where yeah. ortberg said to willard well what do i need to do and it was Willard who said, you need to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. You, you can't do what, what you talk to us about on Sunday quickly. Right. right. That's not your two-minute prayer in the morning. Right. Please search me in. You know, please. Uh, yeah. That takes time before God. You have to get your reps in. This is a, a reference that I was, I was thinking about this yesterday as I was thinking through the message again. And like doing like the same prayer again, and uh, I, I almost thought like I could have put it in the message, but like giving us it's a mixed crowd, so this is a mixed crowd warning as far as ages. Like this might be for people like over twelve. Um, it's funny like a good marriage normally has some form of good intimacy life. If you get what I'm saying, and I'm, I'm completely lost. Sex life. So you have like so there's like this intimacy <laughs> life, and in the same way that you have to take time for that intimacy. If you're not taking well, time, we're not in, in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I put the warning out. Uh, so it's like in your prayer. If you're not, if you're just spending time, like if you're not spending time, like being intimate in prayer with God, like a closeness that, like, if you're not close to someone, it's not healthy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like in prayer, it's funny because you could say communication, but it's almost like it's deeper than that when mm-hmm. you're with God, right? There's more. Well, and I think that that right there is a great point. And when you're addressing prayer, most people will, you know, a lot of people at least will say, well, I, like, I can't pray 20 minutes. Well, if prayer for you is asking for things, I can't spend 20 minutes asking for things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't yeah. matter who's in the room. But yeah. it, it, prayer is not even mostly about asking for things. Now, Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, but that would have to be the stuff that really bubbles to the top of your life, wouldn't right. it? When you've yeah. done the search me and know me, try my uh, yeah. my inner thoughts, see, uh, lead see me in the way everlasting. Yeah. The stuff that comes to the surface at the end of that yeah. would be the thing you'd say, okay, so God, can you do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jesus said, anything you ask in my name, Except we we come with this laundry list and yeah I've been hooked on I remember just seeing R T Kendall he's an like an author of going back a little ways um, and he's from the U K and he I remember him saying one time any prayer that is in the will of God will be answered and so then as we pray part of the the process of prayer like I think it, like the quote from Sproul where he talks about this like. It's deeper than vocal performance. It's a tr- spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth. And as that highlights those things for you, I, you get to see what's in his will. And you get to see what he wants. And you yeah. pray that in, right? Like, yeah, don't pray right. in what you want. Pray in what he wants. What know? he wants. You, you, yeah. you, you get to the end of that process, whatever bubbles yeah. to the top, you say, okay, that's what he's after. Yeah. Well, then I better ask for that. I have this, like, I can. this is Lauren's story, but it's one that like sticks with me in this idea is that when her mom 
passed away from cancer. Um, Lauren had this like sense that what God was calling her to pray into was this like the, the end season of her life, not the extension of her life. Do you know what I mean? Like she yeah. just had the sense that like, yeah, yeah. that's what God was doing in this. And, and it's just, it's one of those things where as you, people will come in the room, she's saying they would be praying for miraculous healing and all this stuff. And she's like, I don't think that's God's plan in this. And she just, she knew it like through prayer and through time spent with God dealing with stuff. She was aware of what God's will, what God's plan was in this and was able to reconcile that and pray into it. And it's just, it's one thing for me, it's one thing I talk about, but to see like, that's an example and like, it's my wife, so I can be super proud of it and brag on it. So, like, I, I, I just think that's so strong of someone. Well, over the years as a pastor, been over 40 years now, been in a lot of rooms with people who were going mm-hmm. and their families. There's, there's two prayers that I pray, three prayers, I guess, that I pray more than anything else. One that whatever the days are, they'd be good days, which is what you're talking about. Yeah, right, yeah. Number two, that no matter what, there would be peace. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And number three, when people are coming to the end, I have uh, done this just a few times where people were ready to meet Jesus, they knew the end was near, is I've just prayed and let your servant depart in peace. Hmm. And um, that's different than yeah. the miraculous healing prayer. Not that yeah. Jesus can't do it. And no, not that he, he hasn't. Like or I've, hasn't we've, done it. We in our church have seen that happen, yeah, but that's sure. not always his plan. Do you know what I mean? No. It's, it's almost always what we want. But yes. that, that, kind of, that comes back to that prayer thing, right? Of like searching my heart and like realizing that my heart's not directed towards him. Okay, that's something I need to work on. Or my fear, like my fear is I'm going to lose this person well. That's a fear that God might want to work out in you some way and someday, right? Because, you know, if you go back to Jesus' conversation with Peter, and Peter says, no, that'll never happen to you, Lord. (laughs) And Jesus knows that from the foundations of the earth that was going to happen. It Mm -hmm. has to happen. Because Mm -hmm. if it doesn't, redemption won't take place. Mm -hmm. Sins won't be paid for. Mm -hmm. People's lives won't be secured. And he says, get behind me, Satan. Your mind is not yeah. on God's will, but on something else. And wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's bang on. I think that's like, that's some of the, like, the execution of this, right? Like, as it goes from, from like saying, like, oh, I want to pray more to, I want to hear God's voice more, which is really what, when you say pray more, what you should mean, but might not be what you actually mean. Right. But what you should mean, God, I want to hear your voice more. And you come up with a way, if you're like me, and the, the freeness of it is hard for you to stay focused, you come up with a way to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you hear God's, you, like, I, I, if Peter had heard what Jesus was actually planning, and I'd like received that knowledge through prayer in the Holy Spirit, then he probably would have acted differently. So then we pray into that, we receive that, and then we act on it, right? And, and it's, it's amazing to me that when Jesus... We, we we wonder, I don't know if you guys have ever wondered, I wondered for a long time, when Jesus goes out to the Garden of Gethsemane and he's going to pray and he's going to have this wrestling match with the Father and he says, you know, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will but thine be done, yours be done. Oh, mm-hmm. there's my old school coming out. But before he does that, he says to the disciples, stay here and pray 
I wonder what he... So then the, the, the obvious question becomes, what should they have been praying for? Right. Mm. That he be delivered from this? That he be strengthened in it? Or maybe, maybe, the scripture doesn't say so we don't know, that their hearts and minds be attuned to what had to happen next. Mm. Mm. And that they be ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Because we came right out of this prayer time into yeah. soldiers arriving with Judas. Oh, yeah. Anything of like how, if they had prayed and received, like what, if they had identified what they were supposed to be doing, um, would he have been so alone in it, right? Would he have to fix the guard's ear if Peter had realized? Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like this, yeah. Peter out with the sword <laughs> yeah. and swipe. But if Peter had that piece and knew this was God's plan, would he be able to walk in that? And maybe not. Maybe like you know. And honestly, just because of I like have identified some of this stuff in prayer doesn't mean that it goes away now, right? Like that's like like it's hard to hear this stuff. But it's easier than actually fixing it, <laughs> and so like that's where it comes in that the the reps and doing it every day and being focused on that and yeah. slow progress. Go ahead. Oh, I've got a question. So okay, so we're talking about kind of a daily rhythm now, right? What would your what would your take be, Josh, on expanding that? So what I mean by that is we we can have some things we do daily. What about the stuff we do once a week or once a month or twice a year mm. or even once a year? Right. Which is addressing any of this or any of the spiritual disciplines. Yeah, for me, I practices. think... I think that's why, like, this summer as we go through different disciplines, hopefully people are able to identify how each one and honestly if we're doing we're doing like i think eight is it eight or nine through the summer disciplines ten okay i don't think and i could get in trouble with this i don't think people are going to walk away learning ten disciplines this summer they're going to run consistently i yeah. feel i feel like that's oh you wild. can't you can't, you can't. Yeah. oh my goodness and i don't think that was probably we, that was no, never, never the intention, no. intention so as, as we're yeah. doing as we're working through these hopefully people can identify one or two they say like no, this could be a regular practice, and this could be an irregular practice. So if it's silence and solitude, like I think I can find time to get away once a month for six hours, and maybe you can't do an overnight. Like you, I don't, people's family, people's kids, all there's all sorts of asterisks, right? But maybe you could find time once a month to get away for five hours. Hopefully, you can find. Well, honestly, you can find fifteen minutes a day to pray. It's like it's not hopefully you can. Like you can, you have to choose to, but like you can wake up like. A couple of us here at the church have started to work on our, our physical stuff, so we've been exercising, and I'm now waking up an hour earlier than I used to, mm -hmm. so I can get here in time to do that. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to wake up an hour earlier to exercise with my friends, and you people can wake up 15 minutes earlier to pray, right? Do you, <laughs> either that or I, th you know, your six-hour deal. I, I remember being asked to um, <clears throat> go speak at a church retreat down in the Annapolis Valley at a camp. It's a great place. It's a great place, isn't it, Adams? <laughs> Especially Wuffle. Oh, that's the one. And, and I just, uh, I thought that one way they could experience it, I, I gave the talk about silence and solitude and the river water being all stirred up. And I said, okay, from now to lunch, and by this time it was about 10 or 10.15, 10, 
I said, we're going to come back here at noon, but from now till then, go be alone, let your river water settle, and ask God what he wants to say to you. Right. That was it. It was a half a morning. Yeah. We've done the same thing here as a church years ago. Get, get everybody in, gather us in a room, and then send everybody to a different location in the church and say, let your river water settle, <laughs> and then ask God what he wants. So it, there are creative ways you can do it all the time. Yeah, but, I, but you can't do all of the yeah. disciplines every day, for sure, or every week even. Yeah. But we're teaching through them so that someone will say, you know what, that one about prayer and about God searching me out, I need that. So then maybe for the next season of life, maybe now till Christmas. Right. That's the focus of devotional life. But let me ask you to comment, Josh. If someone did that from now till Christmas, what do you think the, the result would be coming out of that? I do think, talking about like, if it's a daily one, I think part of our thing with the daily stuff is that if you get your reps in quicker. So this is just a quick note on something else you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, is that sure. like if the 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 weekly or monthly ones, like Adam said, I'm all about getting your reps in. I'm just so stuck on this idea now from a bunch of different really people are really good at what they do, listening to what they have to say, and they constantly talk about it like they've done it over and over. Like Muhammad Ali didn't count sit-ups till they hurt. Like there's little things like that, that I'm just yeah, yeah, stuck yeah. on. Anyway, the idea that like if you do this, maybe it's like you said, sounds and solitude. I think letting that settle is great. And so I'm going to take, and let's say maybe you could fit into your life weekly. You can say, I can take three hours every week to do this. You set your block out. And the first time you last like a half hour and then you get distracted. Okay, then bring a pad of paper and write down thoughts. Like there's little things you can do, but don't expect the first time you do it to be super rewarding necessarily. And I think that like it will take a little bit of, and this is for me anyway, the first time I started praying this prayer I wasn't settled into it. And the second time, it took like, it wasn't like you said, you mentioned how you went away for five, it was the fifth day. Fifth day. And so, and that's five, you, you got five reps, five full days back to back. If you're doing this once a week, you're going to be a month, over a month in by the time you have your fifth practice. And here's the thing. When you see in the scripture, it says that, that the language is, and then God said. But that might be six weeks later. Right. Yeah, right? that's like, right. Like it's not all in an afternoon. Exactly. So yeah, that would be like my my thing on any of it. If you're gonna do this, like, be okay with looking at the wrong, the long run. Don't expect everything to fit right away, which is so countercultural to expect things not to happen immediately. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, and then if say with this, like, so if you're doing these daily prayers, you mentioned what happens. Um, I think you th- you have a growing awareness of what God wants to do in your life. For me, that's in this prayer what I'm noticing, right? And. <laughs> There's, I think it might have been like one of the other times that I spoke, I mentioned this, but like the only thing worse than not, than than hearing what God has to do for you is not doing it, right? Like it's terrifying to hear what God's plan is, but it's, but if you don't like the, the loss is so much greater. So I would just say like, if you're on the journey, like just be excited that God's going to work something out in you. It's like when you buy, this is fine. I'll mention one last thing. I feel like we're probably getting close to time, but um, I used to have a Tiguan, like I just sold it. But you know how when you get a car, you see that car everywhere else all yeah, of a sudden? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. In the same way, if you start to realize, like for me, if I start to realize I want to please God more than I want to please people, 
I immediately start to notice the times I'm pleasing people more than God. Right, you become more aware of it. Just like when you got that car, you see it everywhere. When you realize what God's doing in your life, you notice it more in your life, which yes. makes it easier consistently be working on. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, that's a. Uh, I hope I, we. I haven't talked too much. I think yeah, we're no, no, doing no. okay. No, we're good. No, and I always talk too much. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of a given, Josh. So I mean, I know you just kind of gave us a bit of a closing thought there, though. But is there any yeah. other kind of like, you know, sticky thought, sticky thing that you're kind of you want our listeners yeah. to end with just get your reps in like just yeah. do it over that's and it. over that's and it. realize yeah. it's not like jordan didn't always hit all the shots do you know what i mean like, right. like it took Especially him a long time when he started in grade eight or whatever it was he didn't make the varsity team that's all yeah. i'm saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the classic like, yeah like yeah. it takes it takes a while yeah um, and don't be afraid of that i i understand that you know tiger woods started golf when he was really 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 little hmm. but then as a guy trying to break into the PGA, I and I'm going to be fuzzy on the details, but he would go. He would go to a putting green, and he would take a hundred golf balls a certain distance from the hole. Let's say twelve feet in is usually the the sticky point mm. for most golfers. Golfers hate to miss a six-foot putt for birdie or or par. Mm. So he would stay out till he made a hundred in a row. Wow. And if he missed, he'd start over. Yeah. He was getting his reps in. Yeah, that's what it takes. And then people wonder takes. how he can stand in the Masters with all of the pressure, with everybody watching, not only live but on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm and step up and drain an eight-footer to win the Masters, well, it's because he got his reps in. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Right on. Very cool. So, okay. yeah, get your reps in with prayer, but also, like, like I think it's a it's a good theme for the whole summer. Like, yeah. Uh, this whole idea of getting your reps in with all of the practices. And I do really like what you said there, too, Josh. Like, we we are not... It's not our intention or our expectation for everyone to be like doing every single one of these practices. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really just, we want to introduce everyone to some of these practices and kind of dig a little deeper into them. Yeah. Right. So, uh, can I promo? Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll promo two things. One. Bagels? Oh, oh, sorry. No. Go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> And uh, it's it's not Goya canned products either. <laughs> Someone else has a market on that. <clears throat> Carolyn King this week. Yes. Yeah. Um, scripture and meditation, commonly known as Lectio Divina. It's uh, reading your way through the scripture and allowing God to stop you in the reading of the scripture for reflection and meditation. Be really helpful in this process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that, I'm going to kind of pick up where you leave off here mm. with the whole idea of confession. Yeah. Okay, so he searches me. He brings it to the surface. Then what? And mm. I'm going to talk uh, in two weeks' time about confession. Awesome. And so it, we're, we're trying our best to have these things connect like train cars. So awesome. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see you then, guys. Good Sweet. job, Josh. Oh, thanks, man. Yep. It's an honor. Yep.
Appreciate it. Thank you, Adams. Oh, yeah. No worries. No worries. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Bye-bye. See you guys.